series entitled, What Do You Have? And I just have a burden on my heart for you. Uh, and so um, I, I, just really, I really want to encourage you to not try not. I know you're going to go on vacation and stuff, but try not to miss a week next week, starting next week. And also uh, try to invite some friends. I just felt so so strong in my heart that I wanted to just kind of give four or five weeks and dedicate it to the idea that you have exactly what you need to get to where God wants you to go. And I think so many times we see God as this distant kind of big, and I know he's out there, but I'm here to tell you no matter what you're going through today, I want to I show you, not just preach to you, but show you in the scripture that you have exactly what you need right where you are in this moment, no matter what you're going through, to get to where God wants you to go. And I just believe that God takes what we have and he does what we can't. And, uh, and, and I believe that's the life that God has called us to live. So don't miss that. That starts next week. It's going to be incredible. I'm excited this morning for, uh, for our, our, our children's pastor to bring the word to you. And, of course, just to let you know, this is Family Fun Day. We have, we have merged uh, kids' ministry with our adult ministry. Have you had a good time so far? I hope you have. And, and, uh, and I want to also encourage you to, uh, uh, like we already said at, at the beach, um, it's not too late to come. Invite whoever you want. I don't care. They don't have to be a member of our church. Anybody can come. You can have family members. You can have people from other churches, whatever. The beach is public and it's open. Uh, so you can invite whoever you want. After this service, we're going to be heading down there. We'll be having a third service here, and then all of our church will be down there together. And it's just going to be an incredible time. Really trying to make it out. You may say, you know, but I already go to the beach. Can I tell you, um, you need to go to the beach not for you today. You need to go to the beach because somebody else needs you there. Uh, and so I just want to encourage you as a family. Uh, maybe, maybe I could just talk you into it right now. Uh, maybe today isn't necessarily for you, but maybe there's somebody that you need to encourage at the beach today. And I don't know, I, I don't know if we could pick a better day or better place to encourage somebody than as the water is kind of rushing across your feet. Come on, just encourage somebody in your church. It's important, guys, for us to meet outside of the building and get in the real world and just talk about life. So don't miss today. Try to open up your heart. Try to get to know some other people. It's going to be incredible. Uh, this morning, uh, as I introduce uh, Kristen Hayes, our children's pastor, I just want to take a second and just say I'm so grateful. Um, of course, I'm going to talk about her and her leadership but uh, and her husband. Um, but I'm so grateful for our, ch- for our City Kids Ministry volunteers that make it happen every single week. And it, is, it is amazing. And, uh, and if you've never been over there, then, then, then you don't know. But, man, they, they're setting up an auditorium, and they're setting up stuff. They get here Saturday nights. They're here early on Sunday morning. And then the amazing programs that have come out of our church. we got, you know, JBQ and Impact Girls on Wednesday nights and Royal Rangers. It's just amazing. And there is an army of maybe three or four dozen uh, volunteers that come together to care for our kids. Aren't you thankful we have a church that cares for our little ones? It is awesome. And volunteers, there's no way we can do it without you. And listen, I've been in the back room with some of our volunteers. They're not just over there just because it's kind of a thing to do. I mean, I've heard them come up to me and they talk, man, how can we reach more kids? Man, how, how can we have our kids just fall more in love with, with God? How, how can we do this thing better, man? What, what can we do? How can we get them in here? I love the fact we have passionate uh, kids volunteers that really do care, not just about their own little ones, but about the whole city. And I don't know about you, but I'm praying that our kids ministry reaches every single kid in this city. I don't mean that lightly. I'm dead serious. I pray that every kid knows God because of this kids ministry right here. Amen. And, uh, and so without, without further ado, would you uh, put your hands together? Would you welcome with me, uh, Kristen Hayes, our children's pastor. Come on, would you give her a hand? church family. I'm so glad you guys are here today. All right. Thank you. (laughs) 
All right. Well, I am so honored to be your children's pastor. I love that I am called a children's ministry. In my opinion, there is no greater ministry in the church. If you haven't been over there to see what we do, you've got to check it out. It's exciting. It's fun. We, do, we have a great time over there teaching the kids all about who God is and having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And um, for those of you who don't know, first service, what we basically do with the kids is a, summer, uh, a Sunday school format. And that's our time for small groups. And um, they get to, to learn about the Word of God in a small group setting. We have incredible Sunday school teachers. We have Chandra Story and um, Al Neal, who are our lead teachers. And Don Goss and Jimmy Watson, they fill in too. And they do a great job with the Sunday school. For our second and third services, we have Kids Church. And it's uh, a lot like the format you've seen today. We have exciting songs. We have fun games. And they learn the Word of God. Everything we teach them, everything we preach, it comes directly from the Word of God. And we take what we do very seriously. We're not just providing child care for your kids, but we really want them to grow in their love for the Lord and serving Him and living for Jesus. And I just want to say real quick, if you don't know this already, we have an amazing pastors here with Pastor Eugene and Laura. I am so honored to serve on their staff, on their team. I've known them for about 12 years now, and what I can tell you is they're as real as it gets. They are a, a man and a woman of in integrity, and everything they do lines up with the Word of God, and, and I'm honored to work with them. And if you're looking for a church that believes in the Bible and having a pastor who lives out what he preaches, you're in the right place. Well, good morning, boys and girls. Hey, how are you? Everyone doing good? Oh, well, hello, Mr. Kenny. Hello. Everybody say hi, Mr. Kenny. Mr. Kenny, hmm, it looks like you are ready for the beach. Oh, I'm so ready for the beach. Can't you tell? I can, but do you know that we're uh, not leaving quite yet? Oh. Yeah. Were you I didn't know that. I, I just heard Sunday and beach. Yeah, um, and, uh, in a little bit. Last time go. I checked, it's Sunday, so let's go to the beach. Well, okay, okay, we are going to head there. I forgot there was church in between. Yeah, yeah, we were going to go to God excited. first, and, and then we're going to head over there and have fun. And I love the beach, don't I you? I love the beach. Me too, I can't wait to go. Who's going to the beach today? Yeah? Oh, it's going to be so much fun, I can't wait. Well, I've got many things planned for the beach. Yeah. One of those things is I'm going to build a giant sand castle for my daughter. Not for me, obviously. I'm going to surf giant waves at Smyrna. Woohoo! I'm going to do a little tanning. Um, and I'm going to play some volleyball. And I will take you out. Because I am super tall. And I can spike that bad boy. <laughs> no, I really can't. But uh, you know what? The beach is is so amazing and it really um, reminds me personally of just how great God is. I mean, God made some pretty awesome things. And when you go to the beach, you just can't go there and be like, man, what was he thinking? Ugh. No, you're like, wow, the beach is so amazing, right? But you know what? It, it reminds, yes, jellyfish are awesome. Yes, but you know what it really reminds me is that, is that God made you and he has something so important for you to do. He has a purpose for you. He didn't just assign you and be like, all right, there's Alyssa. No, he didn't do that. He designed something incredible for you. And Pastor Kristen is going to talk about that today. So I'm going to go ahead and let you guys continue to listen. I need to go fix this right here. It, I, I got a lot of place to do. So uh, you guys have a great day, and I'll see you at the beach. All right, everybody say bye, Mr. Kenny. See you later. We'll see you at the beach.
I, I love what Mr. Kenny had to say about how God designed each of you. He created you for a very important purpose and reason. And he has a plan for your life. I'm going to need some volunteers. Who would like to help me? All right, let me see. Just three of you? Nobody else? <laughs> I want to pick some. You guys are like this. They're like little, they're not shy. I have them every week. They're not shy. All right, go on up there. Will you help me, Toby? All right, I'm going to pick some that didn't help in first service. Would you like to help? All right, go ahead. All right. Okay. Michaela, you can come up. Okay, come stand up here. Come on, don't be shy. They're adults. They're not going to bite you. <laughs> come on up here. <laughs> They're not used to looking at all of you. <laughs> all right, I have these bags here. And inside my bags... There is one item inside each one, okay? You are not allowed to look inside the bag, but you need to reach your hand in there. You're going to feel and see what's in there and try to guess what it is, okay? Can you do that? All right. Wait till I pass them all out. No peeking, okay? No peeking. Okay. We're going to start with Nathan. Hold on, Toby. We're going to start with Nathan. All right. Feel in your bag. What do you think that is? This boy knows all about pancakes. <laughs> all right, pull it out. It's a whisk. That's what you call it. Good job. All right, Toby, reach in your bag, fill around. Tell me what you got. A hammer. A hammer. Let's see. Pull it out. Good job. All right. Now your turn. You ready? Do you know what that is? A paintbrush. Pull it out. Let's see. Good job. Good job. All right, hold on to your items. Hold on to your items. Now, we have these three items, and they really have nothing to do with one another, right? They're just random, piece, uh, re random items. But if you put these items in the hands of the right person, something magnificent can be built or made. So if we put this whisk in the hands of a talented chef, we can probably get a really good mouth-watering dessert, right? What's your favorite dessert? Cake, that's good, that's good. All right. If we have a, a talented builder and he uses his hammer, he can build something as amazing as this building right here, right? Yeah? All right. And we have a paintbrush. And if you put that in the hands of someone who is a talented artist, they can create a masterpiece, right? So when we have an artist who does a painting, how do we know who the painter is when they're done? Do you guys know? Alyssa. They sign their name on the painting. That's right. And same with a builder. How, when they construct a building, how do we know who the builder is? Does anybody know that one? Yeah, they can, they, a lot of times you'll see a sign put on the building where um, it tells us who built it. All right. Well, boys and girls, when, we, when, something, when a person who makes something put their name on it, it makes it valuable, and it gives value to it. We're going to talk about the most incredible designer of all times. When we walk outside, we can see his masterpieces, right? We see the trees and the flowers. We see the sun, the sky, the beach, right? But we don't see a sign like this hanging on his creation, do we? But just by looking at it, we know that an awesome God created these things. Michaela, I'm going to put this on you. You are designed by God. 
And you know what? Because of that, that makes you very, very, very important. Did you know that? Yeah. The same goes for everyone in this room. You are all designed by God, and that makes you extremely valuable. Let's give a hand to my volunteers. All right, boys and girls, you can go ahead and have a seat with your parents. We're going to talk more about this. As they're being uh, seated, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Psalm 139. We're going to be looking at verse 13 through 18. We have awesome kids here in City Kids. They are incredible boys and girls, and they love learning about Jesus. And we love teaching them. So we're going to be focusing on one main thought today, what we refer in kids' church as the big idea, okay? So I'm going to need everybody's help. Our big idea today is you are never too young or too old to be used by God. So we're going to do this kids' church style. You guys ready? All right. So I need all my boys and all my men to stand up. Can I have all my boys and men stand up? Stand up. Stand up nice and tall and proud. Let me hear you go. All right. They're ready. I want all the boys and the men to say this together on the count of three, as loud as you can. You got it? One, two, three. Good job. Good job. You guys can have a seat. Way to go. All right, so I need all my ladies to stand up, all the girls and all the women. Now, I know that you can say it much louder than them guys, right? Right? We got this. So on the count of three, let's say it together. One, two, three. Good, good job. All right, go ahead and have a seat. Everyone can stay seated, but let's all say it together one more time. One, two, three. You are never too young or too old to be used by God. That's right. And, you know, we're going to look at King David. And he's a great example of someone who understood this concept. And I'm going to be um, talking about David that's right here in the Bible. Boys and girls, you know that every week we preach out of the Word of God. And everything in this book is for you. God wrote this book for you. Everything in it is true, and it's for you to live out. So when we look at King David, boys and girls, he didn't start out as a king. Actually, when we first meet him in the Bible, he's a young boy. How many young boys do I have in this room? How many young girls do I have in this room? All right, he was a young boy, and his job was to take care of his father's sheep. So he would get up early in the morning, he would go out to the field, to the pasture, and he would take care of the sheep and make sure none got lost, that they were all together, they were well taken care of. But every now and then, a great big lion or a bear would come and snag one of those sheep and take it in its mouth and, and try to take off with that. Now, David would not allow that to happen. I just want to take a, a minute right here. If you saw a lion or a bear come after something that belonged to you, what would you do? Will you run? I, I'm going to book it in the opposite direction, right? I'm going to take off as fast as I can and hope that my short legs carry me fast. But David said, oh, no, no. I have a job to do. And he knew that what happened was God gave him the ability, the strength, and the confidence to go after the lion, go after the bear, and to kill it and to save the sheep that he was responsible for. And what do you think that did inside of David? That probably really deepened his faith, right? He learned in those moments that God is on his side, that wherever he goes, God is with him, and that God wants to do great things through him. So he learned that as a boy. 
a couple years after that, not, not too long, he's still a young guy, he was anointed as king, as the next king over Israel. He wasn't king yet, but he was the, ne- the chosen one, the next one that would be. And um, around that time, the Israelites had an enemy called the Philistines. Everybody say Philistines. All right, and the Philistines would come out every day and they would ridicule the Israelites and they would say, come on, you want to fight us? Let's go. We want to take you on. And of course, they had a huge giant named Goliath. All right, now let's talk about Goliath. This guy was huge. He was almost 10 feet tall. So that's like taking two of me and, and twice my height. So he was pretty huge, okay? And he would come out every day and say, don't you have anyone who wants to take me on? Don't you have anyone who wants to fight me? And out of all the Israelite army, there was not one who wanted to. They were shaken in their boots. They did not want to go up against him. And when David heard about that, boys and girls, listen. David said, you know what? This, we cannot let this go on. We are God's people. We can't allow them to, to treat us this way. David said, I will go. I will be brave enough. This is what God has called me to do. You see, he said, when I killed the lion and I killed the bear, it was God who did that through me. He gave me the ability. He gave me the strength to do that. And he's going to do it again against this giant. And that's exactly what happened, right? And he became known as David, the giant slayer. How cool is that, right? The word of God is so exciting, boys and girls. And so he became that. So as he was growing up along the way, he, um, God did a lot of great things in him. He was a great worshiper. He was an, a talented musician. He could play instruments. He wrote songs and poems that would honor the Lord. And, and we use them now still to this day. The way God had given him that ability, we're still using it today for God's glory and the songs that we sing to him. He was a great and mighty warrior that when the uh, Israelites would go to battle, he was a great leader of the, that army. And God uh, used him to lead the army into many great victories. And he was a mighty king. But you know what? He wasn't perfect. He made it some big mistakes along the way. But the important thing was that he asked God for forgiveness. He got back on track and he continued to have a heart where he wanted God to use him. And God even says of him, here is a man after my own heart. You see, David understood our big idea that you are never too young or too old to be used by God. So from the time he was a boy, God began to use him and God began to mold him. And he continued to be used his entire life until he got to the end of his life. He was still being used by God on his last day. He was praying and anointing his next, the next king, his son. And he was speaking life into his, the people that were surrounding him. And so he knew that. And he knew the importance of being used by God for his entire life. So we're going to take a look at Psalm 139. You got your Bibles ready? All right. David actually wrote this passage. I'm going to read it to you. All right. Starting with verse 13. It says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. I'm going to open us in prayer. Bow your heads. Lord God, I thank you so much for this time. Thank you for the opportunity to speak before the children and the adults together today. Lord God, I just pray that you would 
Open the hearts to hear your word. Lord, I, I want to be used by you today. Speak through me. Let these words that come out of my mouth be from you, Lord, and, and go directly into the hearts of your people, everyone here that is listening. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, point number one that I want to talk about is God designed you. So we're going to do it like kids' church, okay? So I need everyone to go, number one. Oh, hold on. This middle section. You guys are awake, right? All right, let's try it again. Everybody go, number one. God designed you. Very good. Okay, so when I look at this passage, I think about how uh, when I, I have four little ones, and when they were being formed inside of me, before Doug and I even knew that we were expecting, God knew about their lives. He knew who, who, the people he was, he was creating, who he wanted on this earth. He knew what kind of personalities they would have, what kind of temperaments they would have. And so our firstborn, Michaela, she, um, she's a spunky little girl. She is full of life. She is very animated. She's amazing and very outgoing. And he knew that about her. He created her that way. Our second one, our son, Shay, he knew that he would be so tender-hearted, that he would just be full of love, that he would care so deeply about other people and be so giving. Our third one, Mackenzie, he knew that she would be so laid back and easygoing, and she just goes with the flow. She just smiles all the time. She's just happy no matter what. And then our, our new little guy, Preston, well, he's only two months old, so we're still getting to know him, but he's amazing. And so when God created them, before, that, before we even saw their face, before... Um, I would even have four little blondies running around and they would look nothing like me. God knew that about them. He created that detail about them. And he, he purposed them. He put um, a purpose in their lives and a great plan for them. And so when I look at this passage, I see it from a mom perspective. And I do that a lot of the time. How many moms do that, right? Once you become a mom, you see everything through a mom perspective. But I have to stop and make myself think about this passage. This passage is for me too. And it's for you. We are all made wonderfully, every one of us. We are made by the creator of all things. And I just want to speak to those who have ever heard, if anyone's ever said to you that you were a mistake, that you should have never been born, that is a lie from the enemy. Satan wants you to believe that lie so that you cannot fulfill the purposes that God has for you. And that is not true. Boys and girls, we talked a few weeks ago about how we need to guard our ears, right? that we need to tune out the bad stuff and we need to tune into what God says about us. Well, in the word of God, he says that he is your creator, that he is the giver of life and that he knew you before you were uh, born, that when no one even knew you, what you were gonna look like, he knew all the details about you and he created you with great, great purpose. No one is a mistake. I tell my kids all the time, isn't God cool? He made all of us unique and different from one another and that's what makes us all so special, right? I find that so incredible. So when I look at myself, God made me. He knew that I was going to have dark hair and, and dark eyes, that I was going to be five, one and a half, not five, one, not five, two, but five, one and a half. He knew every detail. And he made me a creative person. Now, I'm not musically talented at all. Like, we got Tom here. He's amazing. He can come on this keyboard. He can hear a song one time, and he can start playing it. That's incredible. That's not how God gifted me, okay? Let me be honest with you. I cannot sing on beat whatsoever. I cannot, I have, if, <laughs> there have been times in kids' church where they put me on the mic and I had to sing in front of the kids and I'm so glad that the kids don't really know the difference. <laughs> so 
they're very forgiving. They don't know what sounds good yet, maybe. Some of them. Um, but to be quite honest, when I'm worshiping with the kids, I can't even clap on beat. So I have to watch someone who, you're going to watch me now when I worship, aren't you? <laughs> I have to watch someone who knows how to clap on beat so I can stay on beat. But then if a child is next to me and they get off beat, it's all over for me. I am just, I'm a mess. So that's not my area, but God made me a creative person. You can put a paintbrush in my hand and I got it. That is what, how God created me. He made me with that ability. And it's so neat. It's, it's so amazing. I love that you are made differently than from me, and I'm different from you. And I want you to think about that. Think about how you're different from the person sitting next to you. What makes you so uniquely special? Because everybody in here is uniquely special in a good, good way. Think about that. God did that, and we need to praise him for that. We need to praise him for making all of us so wonderfully. So that's point number one. God designed you. Point number two. Everybody go number two. Good job. All right. God created you for a very important reason. Let me hear you say that. So everyone in this room was made by God. God created you with a great plan in mind. And he gave you abilities. And he has a purpose for those abilities. Okay. So I mentioned I'm a creative person. When I use my gifts, which I love being creative, if you haven't known that already about me. I love it. And I enjoy it. And when I use those gifts for his, uh, for his purpose and his glory, it's like me giving those gifts back to him, right? And that's how he designed it. It's so fulfilling. So right here at home, in, in my position as children's pastor, I get to be as creative as I want. I, get to, I have the freedom to do that. And, and so my team and I, we always are brainstorming, thinking of ways, how can we make kids' ministry even more exciting? How can we present the message to them about Jesus and him being their savior? And what can we do to make it even more fun, more exciting? And we get to do that. And that is so much fun. If you've not checked out Kids Church, you need to come on over and check it out sometime. Um, and so God uses my creativity. What has God put in your heart? What passions and abilities has he given you that you could be using? Some of you, it might be up front, maybe on the worship team. You're up front, people see you doing that. But some of you, it might be behind the scenes. We got Miss Maida, who is, sorry, Miss Maida, but she's incredible. She is incredible. She, she comes every day to the preschool, and she prepares the meals for the kids. And she loves the little ones, and she does a great job at it. That is a gift that God has given her, and she's giving it back to him. And that's incredible. I want to give you another example. We have a mom here in our church, and her kids are a little bit older, middle school, high school. And when she sees me wearing my baby in the baby sling, you guys seen that? Uh, she comes up, and she's like, oh, I just love babies. I love them so much. And that's a passion God has put in her heart. And you know what she's doing with that? She's volunteering in our nursery. So she goes in there and she loves on those babies. She rocks them. She takes care of them. So while I'm out ministering to your kids, she's taking care of my babies. She's taking care of the other babies. That makes me feel good as a mom. I know that my kids are taken care of while I'm taking care of your kids. And she plays a really big part. She's not only ministering to the babies, but she's also ministering to the moms and dads of these babies. Because of her faithfulness, they, you guys, you parents get to come to church and you, you can leave your babies behind and you can focus on what God wants to speak to your life while you're here in adult service. And you can bring that message home to your family and you can teach your family to live that way. And so she's ministering. She's playing a huge part in that. She realizes that caring for these babies, it, it's a, she's being part of a bigger plan that goes beyond herself. 
and, and she's being used by God to touch other lives. And there honestly is nothing more fulfilling than that. I want to look at verse 16 again. It says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I want to t- tell you a story real quick about my friend. She, um, she's a mom and a wife just like me. She's in the same walk of life. She has a one-year-old boy and a nine-year-old boy. And a few weeks back, her and her husband woke up on a Saturday morning, and it was just another typical weekend. But something happened with his health, and he had to be rushed to the hospital. And moments later, he was gone. Just totally unexpected, and his life ended that day. And my friend, she's devastated. She now has to get up each day and raise her boys without him. And as I was reading this passage, I really felt like God was speaking to me about how we need to make our days count. That God has ordained our days, that he has laid out every single day before I was born, before you were born. And, and so we have a certain amount of time here on earth, right? We don't know when it will end. I don't know if I'll be my last breath today or if it'll be many years from now. But God knows. And so when I breathe my last breath, I want to be able to look back on my life and say, you know what? God had this plan for me, and I, I allowed him to use me, and I fulfilled the purpose that he created me for. I want to be able to say that. That means that we need to be intentional about how we spend our time, right? We need to be intentional about how we use our gifts and our abilities. And we need to make our days count. Now I want to talk to all my boys and girls out here. If you're a boy and girl in kids' church, I want to hear you say, I'm listening. Are you listening? All right. And I want you to know, no matter how old you are, that God wants to start using you right now. You don't have to wait till you're a teenager. You don't have to wait until you're all grown up. God has a plan for you right now as a child. Whatever age you are, he wants to begin using you. In the Bible, 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in, um, in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Okay, he wants to use you. Let me tell you a little bit about my childhood, okay? Um, I was not much shorter than this. And <laughs> so... Um, I grew up in a Christian home, and I asked Jesus into my heart around the age of five. How many five-year-olds do I have in here? Raise your hand. I see some of you. <laughs> and um, my parents, they, they understood the importance of raising me and my sisters. I have two sisters. Raising us um, in the way they did, they taught us how to read the Word of God. They taught us how to pray. They brought us to church as a family on a weekly basis, and they were faithful in serving, and we saw that. And I remember um, summer vacations, time to sleep in, go swimming, have fun, right? Well, my sisters and I would wake up, our parents would already be at work, and each one of us would have a note from our parents. And it would be like a good morning note, how they love us. There would be a list of chores that we had to complete. And there would be a passage out of the Bible that we each had to read individually. And there would be some questions that we would have to answer or um, a summary that we would have to write about what we read. And when they got home from work each day, they would check on that and see if we did that. They would hold us accountable to that. And what they were doing in us was instilling the importance of having a daily discipline of reading the Word and praying. And that's disciplines that we need with us um, from childhood all the way to being an adult. We need that. And they did that in us. When I was age eight, how many eight-year-olds do I have in here? Raise your hand if you're eight. Wave at me. I see you. (laughs) I got water baptized when I was eight, and it was a really beautiful thing. My, um, 
my dad and my pastor did it together. There was a lake at the church that I grew up in, and they did it right there in the lake. That's where we did our baptisms. And um, it was a very special moment. And then when I was age 10, how many 10-year-olds do I have in here? Any 10-year-olds? All right, awesome. Listen to this. I remember when I was 10, walking into my parents' bedroom, and no one was with me. I was by myself. And I went in there for whatever reason, and I felt God. I heard God speaking to me. Boys and girls, listen. God wants to speak to you. You can hear him if you listen. He has things he wants to tell you. That day he told me to get down on my knees and pray. And I was obedient. I knelt down um, at my parents' bed. I knelt down on my knees. And I prayed. And as I was praying, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There was no warning, no expectation, nobody praying over me. It was that moment at age 10 that God chose to give me that powerful gift. That was incredible. And two years later at 12, is there any 12-year-olds in here? We got some 12-year-olds? <laughs> um, I went on my first missions trip. I went to Mexico. And we helped build a medical center. The people, it was a really poor area. And these people didn't have access to doctors or medical centers. So when they needed it, they didn't have it. And so God laid it upon the missionary's heart to build that. And we got to be a part of it. There was a group of middle schoolers. We went over there with our parents in some adult chaperones from the church. And we got to be a part of that. Now, I mean, we're talking like we were laying brick after brick. We were working hard. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. <laughs> we were spoiled. We complained after that first day. We were like, this is hard work. What are we doing here? What did we get ourselves into? But God really touched each one of our hearts. And at the end of that mission trip, man, did God change us. And it was such an amazing week that we spent in Mexico. And we are, it really opened my eyes to how the world is and how different people live and how important it is for missions work. And I just have the most respect for missionaries. They do awesome things and, and they sacrifice their life to do what they do. And um, So these are just some of the experiences and encounters that I had as a child. You see, God didn't wait, boys and girls. He did not wait for me to be grown up to do those things in my life. He started planting things in my heart and in being, I got to be used by God before I was all grown up. And those experiences built on one another and helped mold me into who I am today. I want to talk to the parents real quick. This is why it's so important for you to fill yourself up with God's word. Because it's hard being a parent, right? It's not easy. There are some days where my kids are, I'm like, I look at my husband, I'm like, who are these kids? Like, where did they come from? <laughs> and, and they can be such stinkers sometimes, and it's hard. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's not easy being a parent and raising these little ones and who we want them to become. And sometimes we get in the way, and we just got to let God do a work in our hearts as parents. And so you've got to fill yourself up with, the, up with the Word. And you've got to be consistent everywhere you go. Here at church, you've got to be the same way at home, at the store, wherever you are. It's, it's consistency. These kids see that. They're watching you. They really are. And in teaching them at home the same things they, they learn here at church. And, and getting them to church, coming together as a family on a consistent basis. When they come to our kids' ministry, we take very seriously what we do over there. Like I said before, we're not babysitting them. We're not providing child care. We are really teaching them and ministering to them. So it's so important. And we know it's not easy. Every, um, almost everyone on my City Kids team, they're parents. So they know what it's like. And so we're here for you, families. We want to support you. We want to pray with you. We want to see your family grow spiritually because we love you. Point number three. We're almost done. Stay with me. I know some of you are ready to go to the beach, right? 
Point number three. Everybody go. Number three. Okay. God loves you more than you can imagine. Let me hear you say that. I'm going to read verse 17 and 18. How precious are your thoughts about me. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. When you're at the beach today and you look at the sand, and the grains of sand are countless, God's thoughts for you outnumber that. When I wake up, you are still with me. We're talking about God of the universe. He created the universe. He is full of power and majesty and wonder. Yet he knows you so personally. He knows you by name. He knows every detail about you. And he loves you. Boys and girls, adults, listen to this. When life seems crazy and you feel kind of lost in life, there's one thing you can count on, one thing that you can know. God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. The good, the bad, the ugly, he knows it all about you, and he's still crazy about you. I'd like everyone to stand with me. Today we talked about how God designed you. He made you who you are. Every detail about you. No one in this room is a mistake. He made you that way because he wants to use you in that way. Whatever special about you, whatever passions he's put inside of you, he wants to use them for his glory. We get to be a part of that bigger plan, and there's nothing more exciting, nothing more fulfilling than that. And we talk about how God loves us. No matter who we are, no matter where we've come from, He loves us. And no matter how old or young you are, you are never, ever too young or too old to be used by God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this word. Lord God, I just pray that you would just touch the hearts of everyone who heard this message that you would bring encouragement where, you, where it's needed, bring healing where it's needed, Lord God. Thank you so much for that we can be a family together. Thank you so much for these families that you've given us here at City Church. I just pray you bless them and be with them, Lord God. Touch the children that they would understand that, that they can be used now at such a young age and that for the adults, it's not over. It doesn't matter where they've come from, that you want to use them, Lord God, every day to touch other lives. Thank you that we get to be a part of a bigger plan. Help us to make each day count. Help us to be intentional with our time and how we use the gifts and abilities you've given us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that we have a great plan that you've given us. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, would you give Pastor Kristen a hand this morning? Great job. Good word. So you got to see a little bit of our of our kids' ministry, and uh, we're just so honored to have her and her leadership, and her husband Doug, and their four kids, and just uh, not only not only is is uh, the whole the whole team a great leader, but they're an incredible couple, and we're just so honored that they're leading uh, our our kids' ministry. They could probably be at a lot of churches. Uh, they're here with us, and we're just grateful, aren't we? Are we grateful for them? And and it's awesome.